Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there Steve. Hey. And our retrospective of Batman the Animated Series continues this week with the obligatory episode featuring one half of the most problematic couple in pop culture. <laughs> and, of course, we are talking Harley's Holiday. Uh, this was uh, Season 2, Episode 50, I believe? Yeah, it depends on... on um, how, how you're marking it. The Adventures yeah. of Batman Robin rebranding had already occurred by this point. Yeah, it, it's a later period episode. Right, right. Uh, this this episode was written by Paul Dini, uh, one of the main creators behind the entirety of the series. Including As a matter of fact, it's called the Dini-verse. <laughs> right. I thought it was called the, the Tim-verse. No, I think it's called the Dini-verse. Mm. Oh, right. I thought they just called it the DCAU. Um, they might have at one point, but I think that kind of got shit canned after the new Fifty Two, and they just changed the art style and the and the main character actors. Right, right, right. This is uh, this is actually a very short episode. Um, well, they're all short. Episodes. Well, yeah, they're all <laughs> yeah, they're all thirty minutes. But really, the the way this episode is written and the way it's paced makes it feel like it's a lot shorter than it is. Um, it's pretty much a protracted chase sequence. Yeah. It's uh, it's wacky, too. And it is a bit wacky. It is it's a bit ob wacky. obligatorily wacky because it's Harley Quinn. Right, right. And so, basically, the gist of the episode is Harley Quinn is uh, deemed sane by the people at Arkham Asylum and that's, yeah, they need, they need some grant money. Uh, complete. That's all, that's all I have to say. Complete with a certificate with a giant mark, stamp on it that says "sane" on it that Harley Quinn carries around in her purse. They need some grant money. They they do need some grant money. Uh, Harley decides to go on the straight and narrow, and after a a an unfortunate mishap when she decides to make her first. Real purchase after after taking up a life of crime, uh, hilarity ensues as as she's uh, chased throughout the streets of Gotham by the army, by mobsters, by Batman, and in a rather humorous turn of character, Harvey Bullock. Yeah, see, I have a whole problem with the premise, to be honest with you. How long has she been locked up? Because she get, she got in trouble, quote unquote, because she bought a dress and they never took the security tag off the dress when she paid for it. She just grabbed it and, and booked and set off the, the store alarm and right. then freaked out. And then, and then freaked out. I mean, come on. Security... Um, doodads like that have been around forever. So unless she was locked up since the 60s, it's a ridiculous premise. Well, it, it is a ridiculous premise, but we're talking about a ridiculous character. Yeah, but I mean, see, I also have a problem with that. 
Harley Quinn is an ex-psychiatrist. Right. And, so, and, and she is normally portrayed on this show as kind of dim-witted and a bit of a, a airhead. Yes. But, I mean, so much so that that she, uh, I don't know, it just like, maybe it's the fact that she's certified sane. that And she continues to be willfully stupid about how the world works. I mean, she's like roller skating with hyenas down the street and people are gaping at her and she's just like, oh, is it's because my clothes are outdated. It's, it's a little, it's hard to swallow. The, the whole like series well, of events that leads up to the bulk of the episode. Well, I mean, you know, to, to be fair, she is wearing like Daisy Duke's outfit from Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, but so what? People wear that shit all the time. Oh, maybe in the real world, but not in Gotham. (laughs) If anything, her clothes for Gotham are too futuristic. (laughs) Because they're not, they're not, you know, they're not 1940s chic. Yeah. They're, they're more, they're, they're kind of like 60s, 70s, almost glam compared to what everybody else is wearing, which is like this. That 50s retro thing. Uh, oh, and she also meets Bruce Wayne in the store. Of uh, course. Who's being dragged along on a shopping spree by his current girlfriend. Um, Who is, because it's important, um, Veronica Vreeland, played by Mary Lou Henner. Oh, very nice. And who played General Vreeland? Yeah, that's my other problem with this. The fucking general. Wh- who was he hired by Trump? He is the worst general ever. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to fire a tank at a fucking suspension bridge. Uh, well, my daughter's on it. I am going to commandeer a military vehicle for use in 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 a live fire mission. In the middle of Gotham City. Yes. Worst uh, general ever. Definitely on the Trump. Um, you know, he, he was hired by Trump. He's on the Trump cabinet. Yes. And uh, in the end, after this, which uh, uh, to me, high crimes and misdemeanors all the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> at definitely. At least three or four of them that he commits. And Batman, Commissioner Gordon, Bullock do nothing. Right. About this guy. This guy should be locked up Leavenworth. He should be in fucking Leavenworth. Right. <laughs> but it's okay because, hey, he's, you know, he's a, he's a general. Forget about it, Steve. It's Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I understand that it's a superhero and it's wacky and, and blah, blah, blah. But wow. just That's just egregious. Right, right. So that just shows that there's no realism in this show at all. <laughs> no, that's Frank Cover is uh, General Vreeland. Ah, all right. Now, never heard of him. Now we just had that little rant about General Vreeland, but we have not actually told anybody why General Vreeland is even here, and that is because Veronica Vreeland, Bruce that's Wayne's because that new flame. That information is classified. That's right. Because if it weren't redacted, then he'd be in Leavenworth. 
Right. He, it was redacted and sent to uh, AG Barr and... <laughs> <laughs> there was no collusion. It was a cover-up. General Vreeland did not commandeer a tank. And it was an old World War II-style Sherman tank. So they keep with the... At least they keep with the aesthetic. Right. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, go on. Sorry. That right. that, that little... That whole thing with General Vreeland kind of like yeah and 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 i'm about to mention another fact that's really important to how ridiculous the whole general vreeland plot is in this show uh veronica vreeland bruce wayne's new uh lady of the week i guess um is taking him shopping it's his beard okay uh, she is taking him out shopping because he does not dress in a stylish fashion, even though he dresses like everybody else in Gotham. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Alfred, Alfred does dress it. That's right. To, to Bruce Wayne's public embarrassment, Alfred, it, uh, we are treated to the fact that Alfred does dress Bruce Wayne. Well, there's a famous line from a uh, much earlier episode. I diaper Joe bottom. So why not? That's right. Uh, Veronica is outside with Bruce Wayne at their car, at at Bruce Wayne's car, uh, when Harley has her little altercation with the security guard, and she ends up pushing her into the back of the car, jumping in, stealing Bruce Wayne's car. Which is which is very convenient plot device because it gives us a way for for Batman to track Harley Quinn across the city, because of course Bruce Wayne and Batman being the same person, of there course. Was, it, wait, what? Yes. Oh, sorry, that was a major spoiler there, wasn't it? Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, man, you can't like you can't be saying shit like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have a tracker in Bruce Wayne's car. His little his <laughs> nice little sporty roadster. Well, it's also very convenient because Bruce Wayne witnesses the whole affair and knows that really deep down, it's not really Harley's fault. Right. She's not stealing anything. She's just willfully ignorant of everything. Right. As Batman earlier, they were bringing in the Scarecrow and uh, he he meets her at the door. I, I really like the whole scarecrow cameo in this episode where he's screaming at Batman and Robin you need to worship me I am scarecrow the god of fear hello Miss Quinn how are you today (laughs) yeah I I enjoy how they portray the scarecrow in this series Uh, Roddy McDowell does a really he does a really good job yes Um, so Batman had actually congratulated her the night before her release on, on getting out, and, and she basically promised him that she was going straight and narrow. And one thing about the portrayal of Harley Quinn in Batman the Animated Series is that she is not a liar. She, she is not necessarily... She's, she's violent, she's, uh, but she's not a liar. She, she tells you exactly what she's going to do, and, you know, there was... There was no like unreliable characters here. Harley was really trying to go straight. I don't know. General Vreeland was kind of unreliable. Right, right. 
General Vreeland, upon hearing that Veronica has been kidnapped by Harley Quinn, oh, and Harley cut off Harvey Bullock when she was making her escape, which pissed off Harvey Bullock and, and caused him to enter this chase. Yes. And and there was no like Har- you know, Bullock spilling his coffee in his lap or anything like that. He just cut her off. And Vreeland is like telling Commissioner Gordon he wants the Air Force, he wants the Marines, he wants armed vehicles, he wants SWAT teams, helicopters. You know, I want I want everything up in here to find my daughter. And then he spills his co- Commissioner Gordon's coffee, and he looks like just for a second they draw him as being in mortal fear that Commissioner Gordon is about to lay him out. <laughs> Five star General Vreeland. Five star General Vreeland. Proud member of the Trump cabinet. Right. Gets knocked out by. Afraid by the local fuzz. Afraid of the local fuzz. Well, I mean, to be fair, we are talking about Commissioner Jim Gordon, who is probably the longest serving police officer in Gotham City. Yeah, that's that's true. He has no jail time on his record, and he has survived numerous assassination attempts. <laughs> it's like, oh, I fought and, in the war. Yeah, and, I and, live in Gotham. And and Vreeland is, is basically a general in name only. He was appointed by an idiot president <laughs> because he's a yes man. I, I, I do enjoy how he's got the whole sure Patton he, shtick going on. Yes, I'm sure he got his position because he allowed the troops to withdraw from Syria. Wow, man. <laughs> wow. He was like the one guy who said, sure. <laughs> who says who says pop culture isn't political? They were they, they were commenting they on this. They predicted it 30 years ago. <laughs> so, yes. A chase ensues. Harvey Bullock's after him. Batman's after him. Um, so Harley decides to go and hide out with uh, Boxy, who is a, a, a guy who runs the local numbers. Yeah, he's like a... He, he can get things. He can get them out of town. He's like a, a, a drug mule or something. He's like a fixer or something like that. You know, it's like, But, you know, Harley is like, you know, persona kind of persona non grata around Boxy's place being that last time her and the, her boyfriend showed up, uh, they wrecked his club and he brought Batman down on him. Well, I mean, to be fair in every other episode with Harley Quinn, she's batshit crazy. That's true. <laughs> that is, that is very true. She's, she's actually kind of normal here. This is the one where she is sane. That's right. Certified, man. She got the paper and everything. Certain. Um, and, and she carries it in her purse. And she was showed Bruce Wayne. Look, I'm certified sane. Um, so, Boxy decides that he's going to ransom off Veronica. Which, this is not part of Harley's plan. Harley's plan is just to get the fuck out of Dodge... Let Veronica go about her own business, you know, whatever. You're you're innocent in this whole thing. I just need to get out of town. So once I'm out of town, you're free. There you go. And Veronica says, oh, well, that's awfully sweet of you. I promise I won't press charges. Yeah, it's it, she kind of just grabbed her 
almost out of habit. That was almost it was almost a fact that you know she was standing by the car, and if she had stolen the car, it was almost kind of saving her life in a way. Because you know when she tore off out of there, who knows? You know, she might have got run over by a truck or something. So Harley just like you know pushes her into the back seat and and goes. Yeah, it's there's really you know you can't really blame Harley for anything that's going on, aside from the fact that she's just willfully ignorant of how stuff works. Right, right. You know, but then again, you know, you asked how long she's been locked up. Well, how long has she been just out stealing stuff, just taking what she wants? So, right, but I mean, come on, if, if you're taking stuff, if that's your, if that's how you operate. You gotta know how secure how store security works so you can get the stuff out right, without right. Tripping, tripping the alarms. Right. But you know, on the other hand, you know, people forget that shit all the time. They don't always react the same way because they haven't just gotten out of Arkham Asylum. But you know, those security tags get left on all the time. So yeah, it's not that far-fetched of a scenario is just happens to be that Harley overreacts because they do send, they do send the biggest, ugliest security guard they could find to stop her at the door. Well, I think it's Gotham. I think all security guards have to be big and ugly. Right. Because it's Gotham. True. True. Now, Bullock is is he's like not even central to the plot but we cut over to bullock a lot and he is just having a really shitty day he's just there for comic relief he's there to have like a a fire hydrant explode in his car having just to, to just like have an escalating series of shit happen to him yep yep and and it continues to escalate because he's harvey bullock and he's like god Damn it, I'm going to get that clown this time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kind of a good use of Harvey, at, you know, as an ancillary character. Well, yeah, he's one of the he's one of the high points of the whole series anyway because he is a he's a hard-nosed straight shooting cop. Yes, and his arc just over the whole series um is I probably one of the few characters who actually has an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, going from absolute hatred of and mistrust of Batman to grudging ally of Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's one of the few. And I think um, Rene Montoya is usually his partner. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because Bullock's a detective. And at this point, Rene Montoya is a uniformed officer. Yeah, she's Officer Montoya. Yep. She hasn't become a detective yet. But Harley and 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 she gets in an altercation with Boxy because they have the disagreement over what to do with Veronica, and uh, Batman happens to appear on the scene, making one Boxy. Of his- Boxy is also kind of a moron in this. Yes, <laughs> because well, continue, and then we'll get to his idiocy. Right, right. Boxy is like we're gonna do it. Uh, and Harley says, no, we're not going to, she's my buddy. 
She's my she's my she's the she's my road dog. Yeah, she's my Thelma to my Louise in this episode. And uh, no, you're not going to ransom her off to her father. Um, We're both walking out of here, and Boxy's like, you know, no, you ain't doing that. I say goes, you know, anybody want to say anything different? And of course, that leads to Batman's big interest of going, yes, (laughs) I have something to say about it. Yes. And the, probably the greatest moment in the entire episode is in that scene where uh, Robin uses a couple of fish as nunchucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he beats the crap out of Boxy's mid with these fish. With fish. <laughs> which, which is very uh, true to Dick Grayson's personality anyway. He is that kind of He's supposed to be a lighthearted character, kind of yeah. swashbuckling type of guy, you know, counterbalancing Batman's brutish, his Batman thing. Yeah, they, they kind of portray him more indecisive in the series, I think, than, than uh, Impish. Right. I think uh, once Tim Drake comes along, they kind of got Robin right. Right. Well, um, and once once uh, Dick becomes Nightwing, he kind of comes into his own a little bit better. Yeah. Just uh, I think I think for the m- most of the series, Robin kind of drags it a little bit. Right. But in this particular episode, he's great because he he fights with fish. Right. He fights with fish. And he he's he's on Batman's side in this. There's no disagreement between Batman and Robin. They both believe Harley is, you know, just a victim of circumstance here. And, right. And there you go. Uh, so you have the fish battle. You have uh, Batman beating up the rest of Boxy's goons, who, for having like four or five guys around when Harley shows up, he had a lot more dudes when Batman showed up. Well, you know, they come crawling out of the woodwork. Yeah, I guess. Uh, It it is an interesting dynamic, that scene, aside from the fish, um, where you have the the main thrust of the scene isn't trying to rescue Veronica. That's right, Veronica? Yep. Yes. Or uh, subdue Harley. It's to protect them, kind of, from gangsters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're able to, to get away because, you know, Batman and Robin show up. So you kind of have like a three front, front battle with uh, one of the fronts slipping out the back. <laughs> right, right. Although although Harley, you know, she did uh, pop gun that one guy. No, she gets her licks in. Oh, she gets her licks in. Any last words? Yeah, just one. Babies! And the hyenas come crashing through the wall. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if hyenas actually behave that way, but I, I you know that they kind of have them as goofy dogs. Yeah, they're kind of like goofy, slightly vicious dogs, and they're a lot bigger than normal hyenas too. Yes, they're so like, like wolf-sized hyenas, proto hyenas. Yeah, she got them. Vandal Savage gave them to her for her birthday. Right. <laughs> And so this 
once again, we're back on the road, and there's more chasing going on. Uh, this time... Here comes the tank. Here comes the tank. Harley now, this- is like... She's like trying to hit the Gotham Bridge to get out of town, and here comes the tank uh, with, with General Vreeland. Now, this is why Box is an idiot. Okay. And why he will never rise above his current position in the underworld of middle management. Okay. Because his whole crew got their asses handed to them by Batman, Robin, and and Harley. Right. Instead of, like, counting his losses and, and just bowing out. Because, honestly, he didn't really do anything. He wanted to do something, but he never actually committed a crime. Right. He could have just like skedaddled, said I'm done, and uh, that would that be the end of him um, in terms of getting arrested. But instead, he decides to get in his get in his vehicle and chase Harley because that lousy dame. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, and it's also one of those things that he is kind of that underworld middle management guy, and he just got his whole gang. Handed to him, you know, in unconscious on stretchers. None of them arrested, so he still had his crew. Right, he still had his crew. Batman was going to leave him alone, and you know he is severely outclassed. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, why are you chasing after Harley Quinn when you know she's at least an associate of the Joker? You know, do you want to bring the Joker down on you as well? Well, y'all, and he just got finished saying, you brought the Batman down on me. Right. And it happened again. And nothing happened to him. He got away scot-free, basically, but instead he makes the worst decision, arguably the worst decision in the entire episode, and decides to just continue chasing Harley Quinn. Right. Or join the chasing of Harley Quinn. Right. Which because he, I don't know, does he want his payday? Does it, and then he sees that Veronica's father is firing fucking a tank at them. <laughs> this is not going to go well for you, Boxy. And he's and he's need and, a bag out. And he's not even in a like a, a a vehicle that really is capable of doing what he wants it to do. He's in a fucking fish <laughs> delivery truck. <laughs> Well, maybe it's an armored fish delivery truck. I mean, this this particular episode, on the whole, takes Nitrous. the takes the stylistic elements of Batman the Animated Series and its dark and sinister overtones, and switches it up and makes it a really high budget version of the Adam West Batman series. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's definitely got high. It's high camp. Oh yeah. Lots of camp in this, which isn't isn't bad. It's just that it definitely has a, it's definitely um, not what you normally think of when you think of Batman the Animated Series. Right, right. And yeah, it is definitely one of those side things. And a lot of shows are like that, particularly, you know, the gritty crime dramas and stuff like that always have kind of a, at least one goofy episode. It was something that continued over into things like Justice League and Batman Beyond where you would have 
a bunch of serious episodes and then you would have a goofy episode. Right, like the one where the Justice League became children. Right, or Wonder Woman's turned into a pig. Yes. Let's keep the circle mm-hmm. small. Yeah, that's the one piece. where Batman sings, right? That's the one where Batman sings. And Zatanna like doesn't stop Cersei because she wants to hear this. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shame. Um I, I just think that they did it kind of at the expense of Harley Quinn's character. Yeah, I mean in a way, yeah, I, I would say so, because this is one of a, only a handful, or maybe even two episodes, where Harley is actually separated from the Joker, and she she is standing on her own two feet. Um, the other one in memory I watched prior to recording was Harley and Ivy. Yeah, there's Harley Quinn Aid, which has the Joker in it. Right. But she is tracking the Joker. Right. So That's you have... her, her job. But really, I mean, she is the equivalent of Robin to the Joker. And and in this series, like I complained about Robin, they don't make him like lighthearted enough, but they really dug into his character. Right. Like they they did Robin right in terms of like digging in, seeing what he's all about. Is that me? I got a story to tell you. That is me. What the hell, man? Mona Lisa. What the fuck is that shit? Little Wayne. I must I must have said something and the and Siri was like, okay, we'll play Little Wayne for you. <laughs> Bruce Wayne? Yeah, sure, Little Wayne. There you go. God damn. Uh good thing we're not on YouTube. Yeah. Here, there, there's a there's a good thing for uh for the archives of funny. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the Patreon. <laughs> anyway. There you go. Hey. Right. Woo. So, as you were saying, Harley Quinn is kind of like the Robin. She's kind of like the Robin to, to Joker's, you know, she's the the Joker's equivalent of Robin. Um, of Robin. She, you know, because in this, the Joker is not lighthearted at all. He's a homicidal clown. Maniac. Right. Mm. And she brings levity, right, to that, which is you know kind of ironic because he's supposed to be levity incarnate, right. But um, I think like this is like she was just a it was just a little too, and it wasn't her being goofy. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe willfully ignorant and maybe sane. But it was just the tone of the episode. Mm. Kind of was like, oh, it's Harley Quinn. Let's make it goofy. Right, right. But then again, I think I think Deanie had a plan for uh, Harley Quinn throughout the episode. That I, I really think that he wanted to probably over the course of her story throughout the series to get her separated from the Joker and possibly... Maybe become a, a hero, maybe not. I mean, currently in the comics, that's kind of the arc that happened is she got away from the Joker and became essentially the Deadpool of the DC Universe, for better or worse. 
um, but yeah, I think I think they wanted to to even though it was kind of a goofy and silly episode, I think they wanted to do that uh, because um, of the just the toxicity of her and Joker together. Yeah, but I don't know if that if toxicity not that it isn't there but i don't think that became an issue until more recently i like recognizing that as like yeah she was in a really bad relationship right right or or well it probably i think everybody realized she was in a bad relationship they even address it on the show in harley and ivy as harley definitely or ivy definitely doesn't think that her relationship with Joker is healthy. Yeah, but I don't think anybody likes the Joker in like on either side of the law. I think just like no one likes Joker. Right. Everybody hates <laughs> Joker. He's just a fucking raging asshole. He is. He, that that he is. And um, he's unpredictable. So why why would anybody uh, think of having anything to do with him? Right. And, and as a friend, you're going to tell that to her. But I mean, like the deeper, like, you know, um, yeah, the people who like think it's the ultimate romance. Yeah. I don't think that 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 became like an issue until more recently. Yeah. Well, you know, people are, are starting to kind of wake up to that sort of thing. And, you know, yeah. I mean, how many how many memes have you seen on social media of, you know, don't ask for a relationship like Romeo and Juliet, ask for a relationship like Harley and Joker. What, Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, it's like a fucking early Lou Reed song. Yeah. <laughs> the relationship is basically, you know, the album Berlin. <laughs> it's the ballad of Harley and Joker. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. And I don't think they meant to, like, glorify it or anything. Right. No, I, I don't think they tried to glorify it in the series either. I think they they showed it exactly as it is, and that was part of the grim and gritty tone yeah. of, of the series, is that, yes, Joker is an asshole, and he's... And Harley, poor Harley, has been suckered into this um, relationship that she believes is romantic. Right. Now, the tank comes in, they're shooting... You know, Harley and Veronica are getting away because General is still that's shooting at the car. That's your dad. That's no, dad. that's your dad in a tank. <laughs> and and he's still shooting at them, even though he knows his daughter is in the car and it's a convertible. Well, that's what happens when you were appointed by Trump. Right. Right. So, yeah. We have the best generals. And and so General Vandermorf or whatever the fuck his name is, Leland. General Incompetence. Uh just General go Pence. he goes on a he goes on a spree. That General is, Pence. General Pence. <laughs> he goes on a spree that's far more destructive than Harley. Oh yeah. I mean, he so just, far all Harley has done was uh, minor property damage and you know breaking up a a gambling den, right? Slash fish market, right? 
Minor property all, damage. All mine, but like General Vreeland does like major structural damage to like the overpasses on the Gotham Freeway. Right, and and he destroys some random person's car. Just absolutely destroys it, just by driving over it. Yeah, between him and and Harvey Bullock. Right. <laughs> Harvey, poor Harvey Bullock, man. That car is falling apart by the time we reach the climax of the episode. He drives off. He's sitting there. He's trying to change the tire while it's like fill the the fire hydrant spraying up in the air. It's filling his car because it had its roof torn off earlier. Uh, He ran it up on a curb. He ran underneath a fuel truck, got the roof torn off, crashed into a fire hydrant. Uh, he's trying to change the tire, and he gets a call on the radio from Gordon saying that Harley Quinn's still on the loose. She's headed this direction. Jumps in the car, tears the fire hydrant the rest of the way down, and his car is falling apart as it's driving off. He leaves the fender. He leaves the bumper. He leaves his jack and shit just laying on the side of the road. Because, now, there- because Harvey Bullock is a determined cop. He is. God damn it. Now, Gotham City has some interesting um, nightlife, some 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 spots. Right. <laughs> that that I want to go to, such as the club Zombie Poo. <laughs> and the off, 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 off Broadway production of A Porous Line. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they put that shit in there just to see if you're paying attention. Yes, but there's a scene where um, I think it's a Batmobile spins out in front of a club and it's called Zombie Poo. Yep. Um, so right here, like in like one of the main crossroads in downtown Gotham, uh, we have all of our people coming to a head. Uh, Boxy crashes into Harley. Bullet crashes into Boxy, and the tank comes in and crushes everybody. Yeah, and you're kind of expecting them to go looking for the giant uh, W, right? <laughs> or, or, or you expect you know Blues Brothers, you know, fifty thousand Gotham police cars, <laughs> all crashing. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Harley, unknown to everybody, it looks like when they drew the scene that Harley and Veronica are crushed in this accident. Yeah, so you even get that Batman impossible eyes getting bigger. Right. His his cowl, the eyes are animatronic. Right, and he goes, he (laughs) runs up to the accident and you hear from off screen, hey, bird boy, catch! And Veronica flies into Robin's arms. And Harley is just kind of hanging there on her own version of a grapple line. And, you know, that's my good deed for the day. See you later. Then Batman, of course, confronts her on the roof. Big rooftop fight. Where um, Harley Harley Quinn echoes um, Alan Moore's Joker, talks about her bad day. Mm -hmm. And says, might as well stick with the basics. And she pulls out a grenade and is getting ready to throw it at Batman. Batman disarms her. The grenade blows up next to Harley and sends her flying off the roof. Uh, And also a Warner Brothers kind of comedic sequence uh, 
a la Wiley Coyote. Yeah. She's hanging on a neon straw. Yep. Well, I guess this is the last straw. At least I'm going out on a joke. But Batman rescues her, takes her back to the to the loony bin. Yep. Where she is told that she's doing great. <laughs> Just a few more sessions and That's you'll right. really be the, sane. The the charges were dropped, so we can't keep you in here as part of Gotham's penal policy. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, we'll just have a few more sessions of treatment and you'll be okay. And Batman comes in and he's like, you know what? I think I you'll. Had a bad day once. Right. I think you'll do good. <laughs> Everybody has a bad day. He's like, oh, I didn't think you would understand. He's like, I had a bad day once. And he gives her the dress that started yes. it all. And then she somehow becomes Bugs Bunny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and she gives him a playful little smooch and then she stops and gets that mischievous look on her face and plants a big one right on Batman. Meanwhile, Poison Ivy is looking on going, what the fuck? <laughs> Harley just kissed Batman. <laughs> yeah, so Poison I- Ivy apparently doesn't know the, the term bye. <laughs> right. She's very jealous. Yeah, she does have kind of a jealous expression, but then again, she also has kind of a smirk on her face like, yeah, I would have done that too. And then Robin has the, all right, go Batman. You the man. And and Batman, for once in a great many episodes, smiles afterwards. He was with it. (laughs) Don't press your luck. All right. He goes from being all don't press your luck to because she turns around. She's like, call me. Right. <laughs> Probably a little bit more exciting than the, the the woman with the crazy ass Trump general father. <laughs> father. Yeah, I, I think I think Veronica and Bruce broke up after that because yeah. he's in there. He's in Gordon's office like you mean that milk sop Bruce Wade didn't do shit to save my daughter. And, and, and Gordon's like, look, dude, he was the only dude there that knew what the hell was going on. And, you know, Bruce, in the very beginning, is trying to talk Harley down. Yeah. And, and you know, just kind of showing, you know, that, that compassionate side to Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yes. You know, back when Bruce Wayne was compassionate. That's right. Instead, you know, if that was like the modern interpretation of Batman, his I'll be right back would have been him putting on the fucking costume and kicking down the dressing room door. Yes. Harley Quinn! You have failed this city. You failed this city! (laughs) Hey, buddy. Yes, sir. And then Oliver Queen shows up to compare grappling hooks with him. Right. Well, that's Brave and the Bold. Yeah, not anymore. Now it's going to be Batwoman and Supergirl. Yep. So, not my favorite episode, um, but not a bad episode. I just wish they had like figured out some better plot devices 
But, you yeah. know, it, it is a kid show, but. Well, you know, it is one of those things, but, you know, I think I think maybe in seeing it in the context of its release schedule with the episodes on either, you know, bookend of it, it might have been re- kind of received a little bit differently. We just watched it on its own. Right. That's true. So, you know, it's one of those things that even as we talk, mentioned the Justice League episodes with the, the where they're kids or with the piggies and stuff like that, there were some really hard, intense episodes prior to that. And on the other side of that episode, too. So it kind of broke the levity. You know, yeah, the one after that is Lockup, which is um, actually one of my least favorite mm. Batman the Animated Series um, episodes. Yeah. There you go. Not a fan of Lockup. Not a fan of Lockup. All right, so that does it for Harley's Holiday. This episode was actually suggested to us. For the retrospective by Monday Night Hero, Lily Dickey. There you uh, go. You can check her out on Twitch. Yep, uh, thanks, you know, Lily. Yep, thanks. We'll talk to you. Um, wow, this is like the first time we've actually mentioned a different Monday Night Hero that wasn't Wes. Oh, well, see, you broke the street. <laughs> I had to mention Wes. Wesley it's, is Harvey Bullock contractually obligated to mention Wes every episode. That's right, because he he pays for the show. Yep. (laughs) He's really Bruce Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? I think that's one of his idols. Bruce Wayne and Alex Keaton. Yeah. Well, now we're probably going to get like fucking fucking harassed by the alt-right for suggesting a black man can be Bruce Wayne. (gasps) Guess what? It's possible. There you go. All right. So we'll carry on with our Batman, the animated spirit series retrospective next week. Until then, keep 30 luck. Keep 30 luck points.